Section 7 of The Book of Famous Sieges. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Famous Sieges by Tudor Jenks. Section 7 The Second Period. Whether or not the heavy artillery that preceded gunpowder was invented in Syracuse, we may date the invention somewhere near the time of Dionysius the tyrant of that city, and with the contriving of this class of machines, a complete change was brought about in the art of besieging strongholds. Probably the first idea of sending a heavier missile than the ordinary arrow or stone from a sling was to build up a large crossbow much stronger than any man could pull by his unaided strength. When such a bow was set upon a frame, and provided with a little windlass by which it could be drawn back, it became possible to shoot very long and very heavy bolts and arrows, and these would go much farther and more swiftly than one fired from the hand-bow. The arrows were laid in a channeled through. The next step would be to adapt the same machine to the firing of stones instead of arrows, a very simple matter, as it required only the putting of a flat block at the middle of the bowstring, so that when the bow was released, the block would strike the stone and shoot it out of the trough. This heavy artillery bow was the beginning of the complicated machines of the same kind that afterward were built to an enormous size, and fired great beams or stones heavy enough to batter down a fortification. Of these an account will be given later. The bow, having been developed and magnified, some genius must have seen that it was possible to make a big sling upon the same principle, that is, to have a very large sling worked by machinery, instead of a small sling used by hand. The machine for throwing stones, based upon this idea, consisted of a heavy and long beam of wood, carrying the sling at one end, the long end, and being heavily weighted at the other. This beam, being set up upon a pivot, when drawn back down to the ground, would raise the heavy-weighted end, then a stone, having been put in the sling, while the lighter end was fastened down, the beam was suddenly released, the heavy weight descended, carrying the long end through a wide arc, and throwing the stone out of the sling to an enormous distance. These two were improved greatly at a later date. This ancient artillery was made to throw light stones of ten pounds or less, darts, or great boulders, as much as three hundred pounds in weight. Of course, they were frequently used to attack one another, that is to say, when an enemy's catapult became troublesome, it would often be destroyed by bringing a number to bear upon it and shooting it to pieces if possible. One very unpleasant use made of these throwing machines was that of hurling into a city dead bodies, or compounds that were poisonous or ill-smelling, 
so as to cause disease. There were countless forms of this ancient artillery, and the names given to the various devices are most confusing, since the old authors are not always careful to use the same names for the same sorts. It must be remembered that for several centuries before Christ, down to the seventeenth century, these predecessors of cannon were in constant use, and that clever men were ever engaged in improving them and making them more effective. Their effect upon sieges was to bring about the building of much stronger and loftier walls, but at the same time it was not at all impossible for a builder who had plenty of time and money to make a wall strong enough to resist them. As these machines could easily be made of immense size, and would throw to great distances stones of a weight great enough to batter down all but the heaviest fortifications. No longer were soldiers' shields or light breastworks built of wood able to resist such heavy missiles. Consequently, attacks upon fortified places had either to be carried on from a greater distance, or, when the besiegers approached, they had to protect themselves by heavy banks of earth or strongly framed breastworks of logs that could resist the missiles from the heavy artillery. Heavy towers or breastworks were covered with earth or great mattresses to break the force of blows and also provided with an outer covering of raw hides which would not take fire for it was as easy to throw great masses of burning stuff as to throw heavy rocks or beams of wood. Since these engines of war could be constructed wherever timber could be found, or could be taken apart and transported on wagons, light fortifications would no longer resist an army provided with such weapons. So city walls had to be made both higher and stronger, and light outworks were of little use, except for a short time, since they could soon be battered to pieces by the enemy's artillery. It resulted from the use of these engines of war that sieges became more scientific and better prepared, but were seldom attempted except by a strong force, well supplied with artillery and engineers. Alexander the Great of Macedonia is said to have had portable catapults, that is, he carried the metal parts and fitted them with the necessary beams and cords. The machines of this sort were thought to be of Syrian or Phoenician invention, and in the next siege we shall see Alexander using them against the city of Tyre, the richest and oldest of Phoenician ports. End of section 7